It is uh, 7.07 on your Wednesday evening, coming at you for the next hour up until 8 o'clock anyway. The employment hour, you want to get a hold of Lior. Very simple, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. We'd love to hear from you. Tonight, get the phone calls. Have you got questions about severance or being laid off or anything under that banner? We answer all the questions here up until 8 o'clock. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll get to some emails if we have some time. And Lior's number anytime, even outside of show hours, 416-216-5900. We'll give you details on the uh, severance pay calculator, an interesting tool that over 300 thousand people have already used but first we get to the week that was that's right and welcome to all our listeners and thank you john happy to be back here always a pleasure to be back on uh, am 640 want to talk about employment law workplace rights anything on that ba- under that banner so if you have questions bring them on uh talk about the week that was two scenarios that i'll talk about john and these are not calls that i got this week these are matters that actually resolved uh, over the last week uh, the first matter involved a gentleman that had worked uh, for a company for four years. This was a, a, a small advertising company, and he was an account mm-hmm. manager. Uh, the company was bought by another employer. And what happened in that situation, he was offered a job with a new company, with the buyer. And it was for the same compensation, same role, responsibilities, uh, all that, except this employment he was offered an employment agreement by the buyer, it contained a non-competition provision. So the new buyer said, we'll hire you, but you have to agree that if we ever let you go, if you ever leave in the future, you can't work in the industry for two years. Right. Uh, and he was very concerned about that. He couldn't agree to that. So, uh, and, and, and he said, no, I'm not going to agree to that. So what happened is he was, he was let go by, the, by his employer, and they said, well, since you didn't accept the offer with the buyer, we don't have to pay you severance. Uh, and ultimately, though, this came down to whether the job that he was offered by the buyer was the same as the job that he had before. Right. And in my view, it wasn't. He was not bound by a non-competition obligation previously with the, with the seller. And now, all of a sudden, he can potentially give his career away by, by agreeing not to work in the industry for two years. So my view was, of course, it's not a similar job. He didn't have the obligation to accept it because it was such a very different offer. So because of that, he should get his full severance. Well, I'm happy to say that we resolved this uh, this week on the basis of this gentleman getting six months pay uh, plus his legal fees covered. This is a very good result for this gentleman. And it, it raises the, the very important point, John, that if you lose your job as a result of a sale of a business, you are still owed severance. How much severance depends as to uh, on whether you had an offer from the, the buyer and why you decided not to accept that buyer. So sale of a business, your employment ends because of the sale of a business. You are owed severance, as happened in this case. So he got a similar job, a new company, you know, similar title, probably similar pay. That one little thing in there was a big enough of a game changer to make it a different Absolutely. job. Absolutely. I mean, wow. working with a no-non-compete uh, as opposed to with a non-compete, a very big difference. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Got uh, David in Mississauga. Good evening, David. How are you? Good evening. I'm very well. Good, pal. What's up? Uh, I have a dear friend of mine down the street. She has worked full-time at a small dry cleaner store for 23 years. She's worked 40 to 50 hours a week. And the business was sold. And she was just notified yesterday by letter, by mail, that the business is sold. You're gone as of January the 23rd. And your services from the new people are no longer required. Mm-hmm. And she was told basically, well, you don't get severance. Wow. So, so she was not, David, then she was not offered a job by the buyers. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so in a written letter uh, from the, the owner now to her that you're, you're gone, 
and the new owners will not require your services. Got it. So very, very important call that you just made, David, because of course she's entitled to severance. And then she's worked there for 23 years. How old is this lady? I would say about late 50s, 58, 57, so, that kind of range. So 18 to 20 months compensation. That's months, David, not weeks. 18 to 20 months compensation is what she would be owed. So it's extremely, extremely important that she give me a call off air. Uh, this is extremely straightforward, uh, not a problem at all to resolve this. Uh, uh, very important. I want to speak to her 18 to 20 months. What they did is wrong. It's a wrongful dismissal. Great. Da- Can I quickly just get your number? Yep. Right now, David, I'm going to give it to you before we uh, take off the air. That is 416-216-5900. 416-216-5900. That is probably the most important phone call that guy's made probably in the last yeah. six months. Wow. Big time. We'll take a short break. You want to give us a call? We'd love to have you online. 416-870-6400, star 640. On your cell, the employment hour just getting warmed up on Talk Radio AM 640. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Back to the phones. Got uh, Ben in Toronto. Ben, let me let's see if I got this right from what my uh, call screen says here. It says okay. that your, uh, your employer wants you to wear a Santa hat at work. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Just the Santa hat or can you dress as well? Well, that's just a hot. Just a hot. Okay, just that. But you don't want to, right? You know, you remind me of Ralphie in the Christmas story. He doesn't want to wear that pink bunny suit, right? So what's uh, what's the problem? You don't want to wear the hat and they're making you? Yes. Okay. Now, what kind of a job, Ben? What do you do, just so I can put things into context? Yes, it's a retail uh, store, uh, a pharmacy. Yeah, well, I, I can say this, Ben, very, very easily to you. No, you don't have to wear the hat. You cannot be penalized for, for not wearing the hat. I'll leave it to you whether you're concerned about, you know, the boss being upset, but can they discipline you? Can they fire you for cause for not wearing a hat, uh, a Santa hat? The answer to that is no. Uh, I'll leave it to you to decide what you want to do in any event, but no, that's not something that they can make you do. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. If uh, problems arise, 416-216-5900. Forced to wear the Santa hat. Yeah, first time I've been asked that question. Next on the Employment Hour, more calls you won't get in the middle of July. Uh, Coming (laughs) here, we got uh, Paul again up in Toronto. Hi, Paul. How are you? Hey, how are you? Good, pal. What's going on? Okay, so a bit of a story here. So my wife uh, had a baby. We were pregnant uh, about a year ago. Now, as a result of pregnancy or other factors, she developed some pretty severe back pain. And she's been off work for the year. Actually, that took a couple extra months. And documented basically by her medical doctor and her chiropractor saying that her commute to work is about 90 minutes. And that's one of the biggest things. Doctor recommending to minimize the commute. She won't be able to handle that due to her back pain. Uh, so he or she is recommending that maybe they can move her to a closer location or change her hours or, or those kind of things. I wonder if that, is that possible. Now, she works for a very large employer in, the, in Ontario. Sure. And they have multiple, multiple locations. Um, just wondering if that's possible or what the process could do to accommodate something, something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Let, let me answer that. Now, now, Paul, is this limitation, is it expected to be permanent or for a period of time? Well, the prognosis right now is they feel a bit guarded with what they're saying, but it could be for a decent amount of time. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the doctor said it could turn something chronic, but right now uh, the they, they don't know. Very real. They don't know right now. They can't. It's guarded. Of what they're what they're wording was guarded. Got it. So so here's the here's the answer. Yes, your uh, her employer absolutely has to provide accommodation. They have a very strict duty to accommodate, even if it's not easy. They still have to do it. So what that means is uh, to trigger that accommodation, she needs to provide them a letter from a doctor saying here's what she needs for medical reasons. She cannot uh, commute. She cannot sit 
long enough in the car. Mm. So she needs to be accommodated uh, either to allow be allowed to work from home or somewhere where she doesn't have to commute as long, especially with the big company that, that has facilities and has the ability to accommodate. It's very diff- different if you're working for a company with one employee. They may not sure, be able sure. to accommodate. Sure. They absolutely have to accommodate. If they refuse, she may be able to treat that as a human rights violation, potentially as a uh, uh, constructive dismissal. So my best okay. recommendation is have her provide a very explicit doctor's note. If they accommodate, wonderful. If they refuse, she and I need to speak off air. And the doctors can, can write uh, because of the community, she should be moved closer? That, that, that's yes, the right? that, okay, that she, yeah, that she okay. needs accommodation that would allow her not to have to commute for that period of time. Okay. Uh, and uh, absolutely, the doctor can be specific and, and should be specific. Paul, that number, if uh, troubles arise, 416-216-5900. And for you to call in, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Got uh, David in Toronto. Good evening, David. Hey, David. Um, you know what? I just want to say thank you, Leonor, for you and your team for helping me out because I called you back in May when I was let go right after I got let go and I watched my my former boss walked away. I called you up, and you did return your call very quickly. And your team did fantastic work. Well, I appreciate um, that. Thank you very much. All I could say, like, uh, if I could t- say anything to anyone, that is, no matter who they go with, hopefully you, they have to be patient. Sometimes the players may. Cracking up there, Dave. What are you going to say? Sometimes your employers, what? Sometimes. Sometimes employers uh, take their time mm-hmm. to uh, to to respond, and sometimes CRA takes their time. But at the end of the day, once it's resolved, it looks great at the end. It's worth the wait, right? <laughs> you know what? It's worth the wait. I'm still waiting a few more days on their end, but other than that, <laughs> I know it's coming, and Christmas will be great. You got it. Beautiful. Merry Christmas. So thank you for that call, David. Much appreciated. There you go. If you need to repeat what uh, David had a chance for that, 416-216-5900. That is Lior's direct number. You can email him, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll take a short break. Give us a call on the air. You want to hear more, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'd love to... Here from you. And your calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lots coming in. Keep them coming. Our buddy Mike there in the caller screener booth is busier than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. But that's okay. That's why he's here. That's why he gets paid the big bucks, right? To got uh, Adam and Scarvo. Hey, Adam, how are you, pal? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Good, man. What's up? Um, yeah, I, I was working with a um, construction company. I started back in uh, 2014. Um, I worked with them for about... Um, I'd say five to six months, and then I started working uh, under their affiliate company, okay. uh, which was also a construction company. So uh, long story short, you know, they told me um, before I began working that, you know, I'll be reimbursed for gas and for certain things. This didn't end up happening. Um, so back in October 31st, uh, I got laid off, um, and, uh, you know, I, wasn't, I was given, like, a verbal notice, but it was, like, a, a few days. Right. And I haven't been given any severance at all. So yeah. I just want to know, um, you know, what's the best way to go forward with this situation and uh, how, how uh, to deal with it. Absolutely, uh, Adam. So let me, let me answer that. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, a lot of people believe completely wrongly that mm. people that work in construction don't get severance. Mm-hmm. That is completely wrong. We've talked about this on the show many, so many times. times before. So you absolutely are entitled to severance. You were there for about, let's say, a year and a year and a half, I guess? Yes, yeah, correct. And how old are you, Adam? I am 27. 
So in your situation, you're owed about three months' pay, all right? So the best way to go about that is give me a call. I'll, I'll, I'll be able to help you. Probably send them a letter uh, telling them you better pay up or else. Uh, and that, that's really the only reasonable way to go about this. This should be very, very, very easy to resolve. So give me a call off air. John will give you the number right now. Look forward to talking to you. Adam, that number, 416-216-5900. 416-216-5900. To Tony in Toronto. Hey, Tony. Hey, how you doing? Good. You sound like you're in the middle of a tornado. Everything all right? There we go. Oh, That's yeah. better. Yeah, there you go. I'm driving. There Sorry you about are. That. Good. What's up? Yeah. yeah. Uh, question for you. My, uh, my daughter works for a gym, and uh, she's been employed there for about four months. Uh, just recently, they came to her with a, a non-compete clause and have asked her to sign it. She's a personal trainer at the, at the gym. Yes. Is, she comp- is she compelled to sign it? And, and so she has not signed it. She has not signed it, no. So, so, so let me tell you what, what, what the answer is. No, she's not required to sign it. By that, what I mean is if she does not sign it, uh, it does not mean that the gym can let her go for cause. What it does mean, though, if they decide to let her go because of that, they would have to pay her severance. So they could let her go pretty much for any reason as long as they pay her severance. The problem is in your situation, if she's only worked there for four months, potentially the severance that she's going to get is not going to be a lot. Maybe a few weeks pay, maybe a month, maybe a month and a half. Uh, So she needs to decide what is better for her if they're going to let her go with severance. The one thing to to understand then is if she does sign a non-compete, in most cases that is not enforceable, but then again, I never advise anyone to sign something on the basis that it's not going to be enforceable. So can they fire her for cause for not signing? No. Can they let her go without cause and pay her severance? Absolutely yes. So she has to decide what's best for her. But a non-compete clause um, basically has no legs to stand on. No, but, but the problem is if she signs it and then uh, six months later leaves and go works for a competitor... The problem is, yes, it doesn't have a uh, legal basis, but nothing's stopping the gym, if they want, from suing her uh, just to kind of make a point and, and, and to send a message to their other employees. Ultimately, they would lose that lawsuit, but it could still make her life very unpleasant. So she should never sign it and disregard it. That's just an invitation for legal uh, action down the road. Again, more questions. Uh, you can get a hold of Lior, 416-216-5900. But if she's, if she's already working there and she signs it now, we're assuming she signed an employment contract to begin with. Does it still hold water? Uh, yeah, well, it, it's not enforceable because she didn't receive anything for signing it. But right. again, we don't want to ever right. sign anything on the basis that ah, it's not enforceable because, again, that, that's just bad practice. If there's legal action down the road, it's not going to make you any happier. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Get to Matthew. Thanks for hanging in, Matt. Uh, what's going on? Yes, hi. How are you doing, guys? Good. Uh, great. Uh, just got a quick question regarding severance package. Um, I've been working for this big company for uh, 12 years. And um, they dismissed, they terminated my work due to my disability. They said that there's nothing they could offer me. Anyways, uh, they paid me a severance check, and I didn't cash it. I was told if I cash it, that means automatically I agree with being dismissed, and I cannot fight it. I didn't cash it, you know, until the six months passed, and it was canceled. I requested another check, and still I haven't cashed it yet. If I cash it, is it true that... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with them that... Uh... No, absolutely not. It's not true. You absolutely can cash it. There's no reason not to cash it. But let, let me find more information. So okay. have you been... A, so before you were let go, were, were you on a disability leave? Yes, I was. For how long? 
for about a couple years. Couple and, years. Yes, and, and uh, my doctor, uh, which is my psychiatrist, and he, he uh, they sent me a form. He filled them up, and he said there are so many restrictions. And then the company said, based on all these restrictions that you have, we, there is no job that we could offer you at this company. Now, do we know how long these restrictions are supposed to last? Is it going to be forever or for a period of time? We're and not sure. It's, it, it, it was, was, they didn't say that it's a permanent. They, they did not say that? No. Okay. Now, how much severance did they give you? How many weeks pay did they give you? I believe it was uh, four weeks. Four, four or weeks. five weeks. Sorry, four or five weeks? Yes. And how many people approximately work for this company? It's a big company. In, in that location, I would say at least 1,000. Okay. So at a bare minimum, even if they are right, you're owed 20 weeks pay. You said you were there for 12 years? Correct. So at the bare minimum, you're owed 20 weeks pay, okay, not, not four weeks. Potentially, you're owed much more, maybe as much as a year's pay or even more, because your doctor is not saying that these restrictions are permanent. So Correct. potentially, they could have or should have allowed you to continue uh, being on leave. But even if they're right and it's reasonable for them, for them to end the relationship right now, they would still owe you 20 weeks pay at a minimum, again, potentially a lot more. So you've uh, been wrongfully dismissed. Potentially, there's human rights issues. Yeah. You can cash the check, though. There's no issue with cashing the check. Oh, go go ahead and do that tomorrow if you want. See, uh, the problem is I have, I have a union, and union couldn't do nothing about it. Okay. That's why I'm contacting the human rights, yeah. and now they're trying to resolve the but issue. You, okay, so unfortunately, yes, the most you can get is 20 weeks' pay. You can't get more because you're part of a union. The union should be able to help you get the 20 weeks' pay. I mean, there's no reason not to. That said, actually, the union doesn't want to do nothing. They said they said they terminated your job. There's nothing we can do, and that said, they told me like go get yourself okay. a lawyer. Yeah, unfortunately, the lawyer cannot help you here because you're you're bound by the yeah. union. You can cash the check. The only thing you can do is work with your union. That's one of those situations, John. We talk about that. If you are part of a union, you're, you're kind of stuck. Got to take the bad with the good. Exactly. You got it. We'll take a short break. Hang on the line, Roy. We'll get to you. Everybody else, it's four one six eight seven zero. 6400 star 640 on sale. If we get to some emails tonight, it'll be Lior, L I O R, at employmenthour.com. And Lior's number is 416 216 5900. 416 870 6400 star 640 on sale to give us a call here up until 8 o'clock live on the air. Lior's number, by the way, outside of show hours, 416 216 5900. Got Roy on the line from Roy, uh, from Whitby. Roy, thanks for hanging in. Uh, what uh, would you like to ask Lior? Not a problem. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good, Good thank you. Uh, just a curious, a curious question. Um, my daughter was working for one of the large coffee chains. Um, she was about three years, uh, service. Um, she was the go-to girl when, uh, when someone didn't fill in for the shift, uh, they would call her and she would go in gladly. My God, how many times she went at five in the morning mm. and after storms. Um, in the summertime this uh, past summer, she was let go, uh, during one of her shifts, there was an incident on the floor. One of the other girls started crying and then the managers just turned to my daughter and said, listen, you're fired. Get out of here. Okay. So off she went. Um, no, I, nothing ever came of it after that, but I'm curious. Yeah. Very well behaved. Um, is she entitled to a severance? Now, uh, when was this? When did this happen? This occurred, I'm going to call it August of this year. August. She got let go. Now, since then, has she found another job? Yes, she has. So how long was she out of work? Um, couple, couple, a couple months, I'd say. Okay. So, yes, she is owed severance, and, and she's owed a couple of months. But if, if it had taken her longer to find another job, potentially it could have been longer than that or more than that. 
because after two months she would, would replace her income by finding another job, she's owed a couple months' pay. Unless the incident that happened uh, on the uh, at the workplace was such that your daughter, your daughter, I don't know, assaulted someone or you know did something horrendous, uh, which I doubt that she did. Then yes, she's owed severance. They can let her go. I know it's unfair, but they have to pay her severance. And two months pay is what they owe her. My recommendation, if if she wants to get that pay, give me a call or have her give me a call off air. Uh, this this is not a big matter. It should resolve very quickly. Uh, so I'm happy to help her if she'd like me to. Roy, that number, 416-216-5900. Now, we've had uh, a lot of people uh, email us and call off air asking about uh, what went down earlier this week with uh, Channel 1 and CHCH, right? It's been all over the news. Yeah. What's your take? I, I did a couple of interviews uh, this morning uh, here on AM640 with John Oakley and over on uh, CHML in Hamilton on this topic. And, you know, l- let me give you my thoughts here uh, very briefly. Uh, first of all, in a bankruptcy situation, if it's legitimate, if it's legitimate bankruptcy, uh, the employees are kind of left holding the bag. What I mean by that is with respect to severance, employees are unsecured creditors, which means they're lining up behind the secured creditors. They're not going to get their full severance. They're going to get pennies on the dollar if they're lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's a bad uh, situation. Now, what happens in a situation where it's not a legitimate uh, bankruptcy, what I mean by that is the company is saying, well, let's shut this down company and this shut down this company and open CHCH number two across the street and hire the same employees. Well, that's not legitimate. That's just trying to avoid your legal obligation. In that case, the employees or the union may be able to pursue that new company for the entitlements of the mm-hmm. people that were let go. This doesn't smell right because ultimately the company is still going to operate doing the same work uh, and, and with many of the same employees. Now, I don't know exactly what the relationship between the old company that went bankrupt and the new company, but that needs to be investigated. What I can say is for the people that have been offered jobs with the new company and they're going to accept those jobs, right. legally their seniority will carry through. Uh, whether the, the new company wants it or not, the seniority is going to carry through. They're going to have to uh, recognize their seniority because they're not hiring new people off the street. They're bringing in people with seniority, people that uh, have worked in this business for a while. So that seniority is going to be there. Union or no union, carries Even over. Union or no okay. union. The other thing is there was a, an, an article today about an email sent by uh, CHCH to someone saying, you know, we, we wanted to do this restructuring so that we can free ourselves of the union. Uh, well, that doesn't work that way. What I mean by that is if this new company s- opens up and starts running the business and hires the employees, the union carries through. So they're still going to be unionized. And if they try to get out from under the union, believe me, the union's going to file a, a claim against them with the labor board, and it, it's not going to be that possible. So if CHCH was under the impression that they can free themselves of their liabilities and unions by uh, being clever with the restructuring, yeah, that's not going to happen. This is very strange to me because we're not talking about a, a, a small company uh, here. We're talking about a big company. So I would have expected them to handle this differently and better and be more open about what they're doing. Again, I, I don't know exactly what's happening, but to me, something here is not passing the smell test. The people that didn't get offered gigs at the so-called new company, what happens to them? Their severance? Have they been there for 20 years? Yeah. You know, if it's a legitimate bankruptcy, then they're not going to get anything. If they're lucky, they may get, you know, about four weeks pay instead of much, much more that wow. they would otherwise get. Uh, and and they're dependent on the union to help them do that. Those people that are not unionized may have other recourse. 
But for the most part, unionized or not unionized, the ones that are not offered a job are, are in a bad state. They're not going to get their severance, and it's on them to move on and find another job. We'll take a quick break then. In the meantime, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. you got a situation of your own, your severance. You've been uh, recently let go or otherwise. Talk to us. Lior will answer your questions up until 8 o'clock. You want to call him outside of the show. It's 416-216-5900. 744 and 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale to give us a call. We'll get to... Uh, couple emails here possibly before the end of the show. We talked about a resignation. Had a few calls about that tonight, so it seems kind of timely. Is it better to resign than to be let go? Very, very common uh, question that I get asked. And a lot of people feel that, you know, well, I, I resigned so that the company doesn't let me go. Or the company says, uh, you know, employee, we're going to give you an opportunity to resign. Uh, and if you don't, we're going to let you go. And people think, well, crap, gotta I got face. I, I, I to resign. So no, it's never better to resign, and 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 here's why. Number one, uh, if you resign, then you don't qualify for employment insurance. There's no, you simply don't qualify. You only get employment insurance EI if the company lets you go. So, right there, it's better to be a let go than to resign. Another reason, again, really, if you resign, you don't get severance. Yeah, big one. Right, huge. When do you get severance? You get severance if the company unilaterally decides to let you go. And you get severance. So there's really no reason if you're worried about your record. Your, your record is not relevant here. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, if you did nothing wrong to, to justify being like, now listen, if you stole from the company and they say, we're going to fire you for stealing unless you resign, well, m- crap, you're going to may as well resign because yeah. you're not going to get EI anyway because you stole and you're not going to get severance because you stole. But if they're not happy with you for whatever reason uh, and the choice is resign or, uh, or be let go, you're better off being let go in the eyes of the law, that would still likely be a termination without cause. You get severance, you get EI. So it's almost never, ever a good reason to resign. And, and oftentimes, uh, if you're, someone tells you you have to resign or else... Yeah, an ultimatum, then what do you do? Well, in many cases, if you can prove, and if you resign because of that, if you can prove down the road that that's what happened, you were put, you know, this gun was put to your head, uh, then that's actually not even a real resignation that could still be a termination. The problem is proving it. Uh, if your employer denies saying that, I never said you have to resign or else you just decided to resign. That could be dif- uh, difficult to prove. So my advice always is always better to be terminated than to resign. When is a resignation really a resignation? Yeah, a resignation is something that only an employee can do. A resignation is something that an employee does unilaterally and voluntarily, not something that they're forced to do, not someone that some th- someone else does for them. So you cannot be made to resign. If you're made to resign, it's not a resignation because it's not a unilateral uh, decision. So if you've decided that it's best for you no longer to work for the company, you've decided that yourself free of any pressure and you've communicated that uh, intention to your employer, that is a resignation. If you felt you had no choice but to resign because something happened in the workplace, that is not legitimate because you felt you had no choice. That could be a constructive dismissal. In the eyes of the law, that's a termination. Or if your employer tells you, as we said before, resign or something bad's going to happen to you, again, and you resign as a result, that it's not legitimate, that is not a resignation, because someone put that gun to your head, it's no longer done voluntarily. So again, resignation has to be unilateral, voluntary, on the, on the part of the employee. You've come across, I know in your practice, and we've talked about this on the show before, that sometimes people, you know, they get into a, a tiff at work with their boss, they blow a gasket, they snap, they resign on the spot, then they get home, they go, ew, you know what? What did I just do? Eh, it wasn't a good idea. Yeah. And, you know, we call that uh, heat of the moment. So if a resignation like that 
quote-unquote happens in the heat of the moment. And as long as it's taken back, so you, you, you had that blow up with your manager, he said, that's it, I'm out of here, and you, you, you storm out. You get home, as you said, you, you think, what the heck did I just do? You call your boss saying, no, no, I want to come back to work. In that case, that is not a resignation. It's the heat of the moment. You didn't really intend to. You didn't have that real meaning to leave. Uh, you, you spoke uh, you know, when you weren't thinking clearly, and you took it back. If your employer refuses to allow you to go back right. to work, and they say, well, no, no, you said you're resigning. You're out of here. That is not, no longer a resignation. That becomes a termination, which means you're owed severance, you're owed EI, et cetera. So you have a, an opportunity to, to take that back as long as you do it fairly quickly uh, and as long as uh, it's done in the heat of the moment, you, even a day or two later potentially is good enough. If you do it a month later, too late by then. <laughs> a year later, yeah. You know when I walked out? Yeah, a month ago. No, not <laughs> no, so good. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So uh, ways in which employers may lose the ability to rely on contracts of employment. We had calls touching on this tonight. So first tell us, you know, why should employers and employees be very careful when it comes to contracts? You know, uh, an employment agreement is a very important document. We spend most of our time every day at work and the employment agreement, the contract of employment, same thing, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, is the document that governs what we do while working. Uh, and so it's a very important document. It's a document that you have to pay attention to, and many people don't pay attention to it. Uh, and employers, if they do their homework, an employment agreement can be very beneficial. It could give the employer a lot of flexibility to do whatever the heck they want to do. For an employee, again, if you sign an employment agreement that gives your employer all the power, then you may have given up your legal rights and your legal entitlements. Oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, the real issue when it comes to an employment agreement is actually about severance. Your employer wants you to sign an employment agreement, and one of the things that agreement does is it limits your future severance. It says that down the road, if we have to let you go, we're only going to pay you this minimum amount of severance. By doing that, you could potentially be leaving on the table or agreeing to accept tens of thousands of dollars less than what you'd otherwise uh, get. So, so that's a problem. Now, with respect to these terms where uh, an employment agreement provides for severance, in many cases, th- those agreements are not enforceable. Uh, and what we want to go over is some reasons as to why these agreements are not enforceable right. and how p- employees and employers can identify those issues. We'll uh, take a short break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You'll want to give us a call. We've got about 10 minutes till we're uh, right here for this evening, back until uh, Sunday's when the show resumes once again. Leo's, uh, Lior's number 416-216-5900. The Employment Hour continues right here. Talk Radio, AM 640. Yeah, we were uh, getting into a discussion before the break about ways that contracts could be unenforceable. Give me a few examples. Yeah, so probably the key uh, way an employment agreement can be unenforceable, and by the way, that could actually be a very, very, very good thing for an employee, not so good for the employer. But one of the ways is uh, if the agreement is signed after the employee starts working. What I mean by that uh, is if you sign the agreement uh, before you start working, then it's enforceable in many cases. If you sign that after, even if it's a day after, even if it's, you know, during the lunch break on your first day, uh, and you sign the agreement, most cases that's not enforceable. Why? Because you're not getting anything in return for signing. You already have the job. You started right. working, so you're not getting anything in return. So many times when someone comes to me and says, I was let go, Lior, my employer says that under this employment agreement that I signed two years ago, I only get three weeks pay. I look to see when it was signed, because if it was signed after the employee started working, guess what? Not enforceable, and that employee could be owed a lot more than the three wow. weeks pay. Consideration. 
That's what what that is. If you yeah. get something in, re- if you don't get something in, in return for signing the agreement, that's lack of consideration. The value that you're not getting, that's what the consideration. How about is. change in job? So if you work for an employer uh, and you sign a, an employment agreement when you were hired as a marketing uh, coordinator, let's say. And down the road, you're promoted and promoted again. Now you're the director of marketing. Well, that employment agreement that you signed seven years ago when you were first hired may not be enforceable anymore because that was an agreement for a specific position. Hmm. Your position now has changed significantly. You're in a very different position. So that agreement arguably is no longer enforceable. Again, that could be a very good thing for the employee because the negative terms that are in that agreement may no longer be binding on the employee. You've mentioned this before as well, that is contract not well drafted. Yeah, and and this is probably one of the big ones, John, Uh, especially when it comes to severance. Those terms limiting your severance, in order for them to be enforceable, they have to be drafted in a very specific way. They have to say certain things in a certain sequence. And if they don't do that, it's not enforceable. In many cases, I'm going to go as far as saying in most cases, those agreements are not drafted well enough So you may have an agreement that tries to limit your severance significantly, but because it doesn't meet all the criteria for for it to be able to do that, it actually does not uh, limit your severance. So, you know, a word here, even a comma here or there could make all the difference in the world. So because of that, uh, John, what I want to always tell people is if you lost your job and your employer is saying under your employment agreement, you're you're limited your severance, let me take a look at it Mm -hmm. because it may not be drafted such to allow them to do that. It may not be enforceable. And the difference could be literally tens and tens of thousands of dollars. So if I have two contracts in front of me for the same job, one is 35 pages, the other is a single page, which one should I panic about? Take the single page and run, okay? (laughs) Because in that 35-page document, even without seeing it, I can tell you, I can promise you there's going to be a ton of stuff that's unfavorable to you. That's why it's 35 pages, uh, because there's things that are not favorable to the employee. When it comes to an employment agreement for the employee, less is more, less is better. On the other hand, for the employer, you want to have a comprehensive employment agreement that gives you all the power. So again, depending on which perspective you're looking at, you may want a short agreement, employee, you may want a, a comprehensive agreement, employer. Wrap it up with, uh, uh, pardon me, uh, severancepaycalculator.com. Severance Pay Calculator. Always uh, want to mention that, mm-hmm. John. And we, we've had already a few people today call us in situations where they were let go. They, they didn't know if they're owed severance or how much severance they're owed. Well, guess what? Not only can you call me at the office, you can call me on the show uh, every Wednesday. Uh, you can email me, but you can also go to severancepaycalculator.com. You can go online. It's free. It's easy to use. And you find out exactly how much severance you're owed. How do you do that? You go to severancepaycalculator.com, you input your age, the type of job that you have, and the length of your employment, and it's going to tell you six weeks, 12 months, 18 months, whatever you're owed, it's free, it's easy, severancepaycalculator.com. Until next time, that would be the weekend. The number to call to get a hold of Lior would be 416-216-5900. Email Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Right there. We'll catch you next time right here on the Employment Hour on Talk Radio, AM 640.